time has come. For the first time in, I think, 16 days now, I am Luke, and I am joined once more by Joe. We might sound a little different today because we are back to using the online application, Google Hangouts, to record this. Uh, Joe, do we want to say how are we doing? Or do we want the advice of Mike Shope and not do that? Uh, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want. I don't know. I was thinking about this all day. Like, I mean, I, in my final days at WGR as an intern, like a week ago, uh, Mike Shope said something off air. He's, he said he was him and I don't know, he's talking to Joe DiBiase or something. And he said something about how, or no, he actually did this like on air. Yeah. He said this on air. I was driving home, I think. And he said like how it's, it's bad radio or something to say. This is a podcast. It's, I it's, know. It's a- okay, if you want to do it, all right. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm doing well. Good. It was my only day off this week from. Oh my! I get old hot dog shack. So you know, you just, got a uh, little bit of Twitter clout from your. Yeah, Twitter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you the, that is the that is the Wiener Shack's Twitter, right? Yes. Can we, can, yeah. can we say the name? If, I mean, people probably yeah. Know go it. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that was Dad's Twitter. Uh that recognize you sorry phone ringing in the background oh that's the great benefits of recording on this um but yeah employee of the month uh nationally recognized pretty much (laughs) to about three thousand people yeah i guess so Mm -hmm. what an honor but yes gotta stay humble gotta stay humble indeed indeed indeed. oh yeah i'm sure you have as well i have not but anyways how have you been it's been, I'm, been a minute. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, the, see, this is actually good because we didn't talk about this before it went on, and we haven't seen each other in weeks. Uh, I'm well. Um, working a lot more, so that feels good. I'm not completely uh, just anxiety-ridden all the time. I'm in a very, very excellent mood since the semester ended. I'm very happy. Nice. I Three days off coming up after a 40-hour week uh, with a sale at my work. Um, I'm watching Sharks Blues game as we speak, and I wanted to say this because it's funny. Um, I told you that Reggie Jackson is the one who did like the door opening, Mr. October himself, for the San Jose Sharks when they come out of the locker room, and all the Sharks are, you know, giving them fists and whatnot. And I'm thinking, like, how do you bring yourself back down to earth? How do you center yourself after fist bumping one of the greatest? baseball players of all time like you just fist, you just met reggie jackson pretty much you gotta go out there and play a western conference uh well, championship game. Tonight, clearly so they're yeah. winning one nothing actually i uh, hope oh sword. okay sword. yeah hey that was fast but i hope they sweep the blues and i hope the blues lose every game for the rest of their existence mm-hmm. because i guess we can lead in with this but yeah. yeah since the blues beat the stars in game seven of the Western Conference semifinals, the Sabres will not be picking with the 19th overall pick in the 2019 draft. They will be bumped all the way down to either 28 through 31. So that is very much unfortunate. I really thought Dallas was going to pull through, but they really struggled in that game seven. They blew a 3-2 series yep. lead. And not only that, they scored two goals in the final two games. Mm-hmm. Couldn't clinch oh. it at home. The overtime, you knew how it was going to go. I, I, fell asleep, for- I fell asleep after the first overtime, and then I woke up, and I saw the Blues players celebrating, oh. and 
it ruined ruined my day the next day. Yeah. It was yeah. horrendous because I had my eyes on like Alex Newhook. He could have been possible. Uh Maurice Sider, who is playing very well for Germany at the World Championships right now, he could have been an option. But now, I mean, I'm composing my list right now for the for for my May 2019 draft rankings, and you know, some guys that would have been in that range: Cam York, Thomas Harley, maybe Philip Broberg, Alex Newhook, Philip Tomasino, Vili Hainola, Arthur Kaliev, Spencer Knight, uh, Raphael Lavoie. And now you're looking at guys like, you know, these are still very good players, but Bobby Brink, uh, Niels Hoaglander, Braden Tracy, Nathan Legere, Igor Afanasyev, maybe Ryan Suzuki, Jacob Pelletier, Connor McMichael would be very nice, but these are guys that are still probably three years away, and you know how Sabres Twitter is very, very impatient with when it comes to first-round prospects. So. I... It sucks that they're probably going to have the 30 or 31st pick. You know what? If they're three years away, so be it. Cause this team is three years away at least. So let's, <laughs> you're not wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever. I mean, we're getting a good player. I'm, I'm confident that like, I think it's very hard to find a bust in today's NHL. Would you agree? It's like, I think like most, most first round picks, that's not saying there aren't bust, but like most first round picks, like in today's turn into NHL players. Yeah, yeah. Like today's hockey world, with the way things are going, should be pretty solid players. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on using the pick to either trade up or maybe even I don't know, trade it for a winger? Um, NHL winger, I right? mean, immediate help, like. Like another Brandon Montour trade, but for a forward, like a 23, 24-year-old forward that would somehow be available. It would, I would be in favor of it. I think, um, had it been this time of year and we still had all three picks, I'd want to hold on to all three of them. But since we've already traded one and one is already in the top 10, I think I'd just, I'd just be like, as long as we're not giving up a good that's already on the team mm-hmm. to get another good player, then... Then sure, because well, it's it's gonna be one of the bottom two picks because if you like if you think about it, the Ducks are gonna pick the choose the higher of the two options, right? So the, one of them is gonna slot in between twenty eight or twenty nine, and then the other one's gonna be thirty or thirty one. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bottom two pick in the first round. It's still a first round pick, but like mm-hmm. I'm, that's I'm not. I wouldn't be like over the moon excited for this prospect. Like cool. Right. It's like a one pick difference between Matias Samuelson and he like, he, I mean, he's a good prospect, but how many people are like excited for Matias Samuelson? Practically like they pick like Alex Vlastic, a defenseman from the United States development program. I am not, doesn't, doesn't move the radar on the happiness. Right. There. right. So it, I it, would, I would, Use that pick and move that for an NHL body tomorrow. Whatever, like, I'm not saying trade for a third line winger that's going to be here for one year. If you can get a guy that makes sense for the future, or maybe there's like, I mean, Nashville with the thir- uh, I think it was a 29th or 30th pick a couple years back. They got Ellie Tolvin, and you, you can still get very good players 
mm-hmm. and that range of the draft, it's just not as common. Like David Pasternak, he was what twenty fifth or twenty sixth overall. Like you, you can get good players, but yeah, you're not getting that immediate impact. Those are quite the exception, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it seems like those players are popping up more frequently in today's NHL, which. Mm-hmm. And speaking of immediate impact players that could be available around that range of the draft, Brett Leeson, who was passed over in two, I think it was two drafts. Yeah, he, he really broke out this year for the Prince Albert Raiders, and he's 20 years old. He's definitely the most NHL ready out of all the players in that range of the draft. So maybe they use the pick on him, and he's ready in a year or two. So. There's, that's always an option. I'd prefer the younger player, though, in like a Nathan Legere or a Braden Tracy or a Nick Robertson. So mm-hmm. there's that. That was just worth touching on. I'm again. I'm really disappointed because I was really, yeah, hoping for like a shot at Alex Newhook. But that's what not hurts happen, me no. is uh, after Newhook had such a great world under 18s. It's just like. No matter who tries to fix it, no matter who the GM is, things just keep on going against us. Mm-hmm. Like again, we lose this pick. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's just too many to think of, but I, I I I even if I can't think of it, it's just like that feeling. Like I know this has happened before. You know, I know where we've had something, we've gotten so worked up over it and so excited, and then the world comes crashing down and it's, I know this has happened before and it's that same feeling. Um, it's not surprising. It's not surprising. I knew it was going to happen. Like the difference between 19 and 20 and 19 and 30. That's classic. Mm-hmm. That is huge. It's like, man, how exciting it is at the beginning of the year. San Jose is not starting off too great. Oh, St. Louis is blasting the last league. place. I mean, it could have been. I remember our conversations from the beginning of the year. It was like, oh, would you rather have a pick in the teens this year, or maybe they suck again next year? And Mm -hmm. yeah, year. Yeah. And now you're not you're not getting either of that. Right. So uh, you're getting the pick this year in the late twenties. You're getting like pick eleven or twelve, but obviously now you're getting pick number thirty. Now I want to bring up this question: What? Who? Which? pick San Jose or St. Louis, would you rather be sent to the Ducks in the Brandon Montour trade? Oh, man. It's all, um, do you want well, Brandon Montour part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade tree, or do you want uh, him a part of the Evander Kane trade tree? Uh, well, I mean, either way, it would look better for, it would look better for us for either trade. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I mean, uh, I mean, what you're trading, trading Brennan Gooley and the, uh, the 30 or 31st pick in the draft right for Brandon Montour that's a great trade i would do that all right. day every day now does it look better on the Ryan O'Reilly trade if it's Brandon Montour or the 30th pick in the draft i say it's Brandon Montour because i guarantee you if you if anyone would have said last year trade Ryan O'Reilly for Brandon Montour i would have guaranteed you that Probably a good section of Sabres Twitter would have said, I would trade Ryan O'Reilly for Brandon Montour one for one. I guarantee you mm-hmm. there would be a really large chunk of the fan base that would have said, yeah, I would have done that trade one for one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still Tage Thompson. There's still that second round pick. That's it. 
we've gonna be gone hopefully they can buy them out or ship them off oh, siberia for all i care jesus but what oh nothing i'm sorry this game logan couture just took a mean crash into the boards um but no carry on i'm sorry oh yeah yeah you can make a point uh yeah um i think that uh it's just We've really seen just how reactionary this fan base can be. You know what I mean? And I mean, I myself am included. Um, just with the O'Reilly trade and all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. It makes me like, it makes me hate to even comment on any of this because, like, my views are so different then. It's with how like crazy this team and like the events about around the team have been and how much the things change all the time with the draft picks and what I just I can't even I, I will never stick to a single opinion. You know what I mean? Because for all we know, Riley can have another, you know, year that he had in Buffalo the, the, the couple years that he's been here. He can have a 50, 60 point season and. You know, Thompson breaks out next year and scores 20 goals, and we got Brandon Montour, who's a 40-point defenseman, and everyone's like, oh, you know what, maybe it's not that bad. So when, for now, when this team was good, no one was complaining about the Ryan O'Reilly trade in November. Right. It's right. just, yeah, pick something to talk about. And, so, you know, Ryan O'Reilly trade is something that is brought up every day, right. every day for, you know, since, since they started sucking in December. Mm-hmm. So the then is still technically there to take the St. Louis pick for next year, right? Uh, no. It's I th- not? I think it's guaranteed that unless maybe... Oh, that's true, because then yeah, that's like, the pick. You know what? We really like this guy that's on the board. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, just take our pick next year. But That's not going to happen, though. But Well, that's the pick either way that the, um, the Ducks could choose to take. Yeah, right? Ducks can, it, at that point, it doesn't really matter because you're talking yeah. 28 to 31. Mm-hmm. And if they pick 28 Ducks, they're like, okay, we'll take the 28th pick. You guys have 31. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no difference because so, odds are Buffalo would pick the same guy at 28 as they would pick at 31. Okay, so let's say um, the Blues win this series. And, uh, like, and the Sharks pick goes to the Ducks because it's it's lower. Yeah. Uh, could we still choose then? Let's say the Blues win the Cup. Um, can we choose to like tell them, hey, you take this pick this year. You could pick uh, thirty-one, and then next year maybe hope that they fall off because you know teams go deep in the playoffs. How often do they really you know go as deep the next year? You know what I mean. They yeah. often fall off in the standings. Could we still do that, or am I misunderstanding the uh, compensation? Uh, are you talking about the Sharks pick or the Blues pick? The Blues pick. Let's say the Blues, um, like that pick doesn't go to the Ducks. The Ducks choose to take um, the Sharks pick. Sharks pick. Yeah. I don't and, really see that happening. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably. Okay. But okay. here's something to think about. Okay, now we're really going off the wheel here. Yeah. Ottawa. The mm-hmm. Eric Carlson trade. Now, I don't think this is going to happen at all, but this is just something that popped in my mind. What if Ottawa's like, okay, we want this pick. You can have the San Jose pick next year mm-hmm. if Buffalo ends up having control of the San Jose first. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's an option. 
100% not because Ottawa's not going to be like, okay, we'll take pick 30 or 31. You guys can have the Sharks pick next year, which has an almost 98% chance to be higher than mm-hmm. what it is now. So, Right. Yeah, that was just something that popped in my mind. Completely mm-hmm. unrealistic, but I wonder if... <laughs> oh, I wonder what it would take. What, what would you trade mm-hmm. Ottawa to upgrade that pick to next year because it, are the sharks going to be good next year are it's hard sure? it's just it's hard to envision the nhl without the sharks in the playoffs you know what i mean yeah so yeah that's just something to mm-hmm. keep in the back of your mind uh yeah. do we want to talk about a little around the nhl t- over the past couple weeks with some gm changes and whatnot oh yes, absolutely. Some more saber stuff absolutely okay. uh we'll start with vegas so uh george mcphee relinquishes his position as general manager to Kelly McCrimmon. He is promoted to president of hockey ops. So, and by the sounds of things, excuse me, it sounds like he is still the head honcho in the GM chair, but it's just the name change. Yeah. It seems like McFee has a house. So he didn't go to Edmonton or Seattle. Yeah. McPhee, it sounds like has more powers than your normal president of hockey ops does. Um, but this one came out of the blue. I didn't remember hearing any rumblings about it or anything, uh, about the potential change coming. So I had remembered that Kelly McCrimmon's name was a, a hot young name in the executive world, I guess you could say. Um, but I don't know. It just happened one morning and, uh, I saw it and I was like, well, that's, it's kind of odd. So very smart thinking. I, Vegas is like quickly becoming one of the smartest, uh, well-run organizations. And they have an owner that's willing to spend money too. Mm-hmm. And that's. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not working out very well in Buffalo, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's it really a good management group, which clearly Vegas has, and they have an owner that's willing to spend the money, and that's going to work out for them. And boy, does the city help, you know, like just being in that market. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. So, lots of decisions coming in Vegas. They're pretty close to the cap. They got contracts assigned. We'll talk, we'll talk more about them later. We're in this episode, we're going to bring up some teams that the Sabres could potentially be trade partners with over the course of the offseason. So yep, that's kind of the theme of the episode that we're going for. Uh, the Oilers hired Ken Holland. Obviously, I think we can touch on this too. Uh, Steve Eiserman goes to the Detroit Red Wings. He is their new general manager. Holland stepped aside. Good decision by him mm-hmm. to have the foresight to say, hey, it's best for this franchise if I step aside and Eiserman becomes the new GM. So mm-hmm. we'll see what Eiserman does with the Red Wings, what kind of what course of action he's going to take. Is he going to try and continue the rebuild? Is he going to try and take that next step and get this team into the playoffs? I don't think the Red Wings are really all that far away. They have a stocked prospect pool. Make a couple right decisions and get some good goaltending. You're right back in there. So who knows? Once once those terrible contracts are off the books. A couple well, years. The Red Wings are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hadn't known this, but this is actually Iserman's second stint in yeah. the Red Wings front office. Some time in the Red Wings front office after he retired. And he, Holland yeah. should have stepped aside then and let Iserman run the show. But you know. he was practically, I mean, Iserman was practically forced out because they're coming off of cup wins and stuff. But uh, I mean, he had no choice but to leave. But Iserman is quoted as having said, uh, I believe it takes multiple years to build a Stanley Cup caliber, and Tampa wasn't 
it good right away for Tampa. People forget that yeah. they were good, and then they hit the wall, and then they were picking third in the 2013 draft, and mm-hmm. then there's the, slowly started to get back up there. Mm-hmm. Took another step back. They missed the playoffs in 2017, mm-hmm. and now back to back years of dominance, and they're still going to be good even mm-hmm. with the looming cap problems. So back to the Oilers, though. Ken Holland, you wanted to. Uh, we were going to record last week, but you had some car troubles, so we couldn't really right. record. But you wanted to go off on Ken Holland and how this is yeah. a horrible decision for the Oilers. Because people, uh, media members on Twitter, are saying how this is such a great get for the for the Oilers, bringing in Ken Holland, who is such an accomplished general manager, and he's done all this stuff and whatnot. Well, I mean, to me. His accomplishments end uh, with the 2009 Conference Final Cup appearance, that is. And they won the Cup the year before that. But to me, at least in, in in our times as fans, Ken Holland's legacy are is the horrible contracts that he's signed old guys to. His legacy is is building a very old team that I think in 2017 was the, the oldest group in the league as well. Uh, but I just think that this is a move, his best years they're behind him. He's not some, like he's not some whiz kid guru anymore. And, uh, I just think it's such an Oilers signing to bring in a, a dinosaur like that. I mean, uh, sure. Uh, I thought I see was drafted with him there, but, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I have the Red Wings roster up here right now, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to laugh at some of these contracts. Uh, Franz Nielsen is one contract. He was also given a... a the, the prolific offseason of 2016 where right. like some Milan Lucic, Kyle Oposo, mm-hmm. uh, Louis Erickson, uh, David Backus were all signed mm-hmm. to long-term contracts. And at the time, that was... That was arguably one of the best free agent classes in a very long time. So here's what I'm going to say. Stay away from unrestricted free agency. Just d- stop. And there's nothing to make us think that Kevin Ken Holland brought up for the Sabres. He's going to get like six, seven million. And that's just another bad contract waiting to happen. Just stay away. But back to Ken yeah, Holland. There's, there's nothing that makes me think that Ken Holland is going to change his philosophy just because he's with the Oilers now. Like, uh, in terms of giving old guys contracts, like, uh, Justin Abdelkader is making $4.2 million until 2023. Oh, my God. I, I just, he's re-signed Abdelkader. Uh, the Nielsen contract, Darren Helm is making $3.8 million, uh, or $3.85 million until 2021. Um... And that's at least where the forwards end, uh, if I may. Jonathan Erickson is making big money. So. Jonathan Erickson, who is, I mean, f- for God's sake, that guy had the cup-winning goal in 2008, mm-hmm. and he's making $4.25 million for the I next mean, two Johan years. Johan Bronson, he can't play anymore, but he's still got term left on his contract. Zetterberg's right. still got term on his contract. He He's not playing anymore. But I just think it, so. it, it, it GM's just... They don't change philosophies like that. Like yeah. it, they're bringing this guy, and I just think it's it is the most Oiler move. I just feel I, like it's it's setting themselves up for disaster. Who would have been a better option though for them? I feel like he was the safe pick. I don't think he's gonna 
run them into the ground or anything, but... That's true. Uh, no, he's not going to destroy them. And yeah, they're already they, destroyed. I mean, for, they, have Connor, they have Connor McDavid Leon, and Leon Dreisaitl on their team. It, it's just, it shouldn't, t- in theory, take that long to turn the Oilers around, but you never know. In recent history, like, what has Ken Holland done to, to build the Red Wings? He's drafted Dylan Larkin, Athanasiu. What was that? Zadina, Valeno. Bergeron, McIsaac. Last year, the Red Wings draft very well. And is that attributed to Holland? Who knows? But they have good scouts over in Detroit. But I, I what, what, what's next for the Oilers? What can they do? They don't it's, really have anybody coming off the books. Who's taking Milan Lucic? I mean, there's nothing that they can really do. They just kind of have to be patient and stay the course. It, Holland has been laughed at for years. The Red Wings have been laughed at for years. And it's it's just amazing that um, he's gotten an opportunity to me. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, obviously, he's. I think they gave him a five-year contract, too, which mm-hmm. I don't know how old Kenny Holland is, but I don't know if maybe he'll retire before then, but it's going to be interesting. They're, the Oilers are going to be an interesting team to watch, and because... Ken Holland is the new GM of the Oilers. I think that they might have interest in Rasmus Ristolainen. That's just mm-hmm. my thinking. I feel like Holland would be a big Ristolainen guy. So maybe, well, again, we'll touch on the Oilers later as far as teams that could be potential trade partners for the Sabres, but we'll get back to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about the Toronto Maple yes. Leafs and how their fans and some analysts are pretty much expecting Mitch Marner take a hometown mm-hmm. discount, and like, because you'll see the occasional tweet sometimes how like, oh my god, Austin Matthews is underpaid at eleven million dollars, blah blah blah. John Tavares, what a great contract, only eleven million dollars, and now they're like, oh my god, I can't believe Mitch Marner is not going to take a hometown discount at nine point, yeah, at like nine million. How could how could he do this? Hometown boy doesn't want to play for his hometown team, blah blah blah. Like, come on. Like, Leaf fans just drive me to the point of insanity. It, mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It, and do you know, it, we just reached uh, 9,000 days since the Toronto Maple Leafs last won the Stanley Cup, I believe. Oh, yes, 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 we have. I think it's 9,000. Uh, I thought it was 19,000. 19,000, yes, yeah. yes, 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 19,000 days. We just reached that milestone. And it's even growing more. So I think there's nothing that I would like to see more than the Sabres... Uh, beating the Leafs in the first round of the playoffs next year. I doubt that'll happen because mm-hmm. we got to get there for it to happen. Yes. But, I mean, this, you know what? The Leafs are getting what was coming to them because this is what happens when you sign a 28-year-old millennial to be your, your GM. Okay, I sound like a 50-year-old man right now. <laughs> but this is what happens. Hockey dad. Yep. When you hire Kyle Dubas, who's, 28 or something he was running the marlies i mean his 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 prior management experience is running a minor league franchise and you give this guy the keys to organization his his now this is his first big off season well second he signed Tavares, whatever but now you're he botched the nylander situation too he botched that he unnecessarily signed john Tavares because john Tavares wanted to play there 
And now you're pretty much saying, hey, uh, 20-year-old dude, secure our future for us. He's never had a big-time contract negotiation, and now going into the season, the Leafs are entrusting a almost 30-year-old kid in the hockey world, quite frankly, to secure their future and keep it together. And this is what the Leafs get for thinking they should sign Tavares because if they did, if they didn't do that, they would not have these problems. Maybe they shouldn't have signed Marlowe. I don't know. But uh, Marlowe was a ridiculous thing from the get-go. Yeah. Marlowe, $6 million? What are you doing? Yeah. And but, that's, uh, that's going to cost them Kapanen or Janssen or both. Mm-hmm. Because they will be able to sign Marner. I think they will sign Marner. The deal's going to get done before July 1st. That's what I think, at least. But where where are you creating the cap room to sign the rest of your team? Mm -hmm. You're losing Gardner. You're losing Hainsey. You're losing, I think, Ajaganov. And uh, Ajaganov's going back to the KHL. And they're losing Marincin. You're losing over half your defense score. What do you do now? Hmm. Well, you're going to Lilligren and Sandine to come up and be contributors next year. I don't think either of them are NHL ready. That's going to be a tough ask. The Leafs are reaping what they sowed. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what you get for rushing the rebuild. Yep. They asked for this. Okay. And of course, if, if a, if a brilliant free agent wants to come play for a team, of course you're going to want him, but you got to draw the line. When you have a bunch of young guys who you know their contracts coming up, you're already negotiating with William Nylander. You're already in cap hell with him. But let's go throw $10 million at, at a guy yeah. who's seven years older than these guys. It's just, it's so foolish. And it's going to, like, no least fans glitz to this. It, it might sound like sour grapes, but I don't care. We weren't in on Tavares. I, like, yeah, I, I sure, the least fans make me sick, but I'm just using... Like, why would you do that? I'd be pissed off if the Sabres did it, too. It's just ridiculous. To- and Tavares was pr- arguably their best player last year. But how long is that going to – how long is that sustainable for? How old is he? I mean, this – 27. The thing is, years old, but this was also Tavares' best season of his career. Yeah. Like, what What if he falls off? And he will. He Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not next year or the year after, but what's God, he going to look like in – four years and you're going to be paying you. Well, that's going to be the time when you got to give Matthews a second contract, which is probably going to be in the $14 million range by then. Huh. Uh, Marner, he's going to be making like $11 million then. And who knows? Maybe you do draft, you find a nice steal in the late first round and maybe Rasmus Sandin becomes a top pairing defenseman and you got to pay him big money. You got to pay Morgan Riley on his next contract, probably eight, $9 million too. How are you going to do that? It's gonna be I, tough. I, it's gonna be a challenge. Kyle Dubas has the hardest job in the NHL right now, mm-hmm. and he's going to be destroyed by the media out there. Mm-hmm. And he also announced that Mike Babcock is Mike Babcock is coming back as Leafs head coach next year. So that mm-hmm. opens the door for Sheldon Keefe to potentially come to Buffalo when the Marlies are eliminated. But mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman said he thinks that. Uh, no disrespect to Buffalo, but he thinks that Keith is going to wait for the perfect opportunity, which will probably be the, the Maple Leafs. Leafs. Mm-hmm. And why you can... I think I heard somebody say... I don't remember who, pardon me, but uh, someone said that he thinks that uh, Dubas is going to tell Babcock that he wants uh, 
Keith on his coaching staff next year as an assistant. So that would be the easy transition where the players are already familiar with him. He just mm-hmm. slides in the head coach's role and then they just keep on going. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm, that's just something to think about. But uh, what do you think about Keith as a potential option for Buffalo? I, it's, it's like um, it's being hopeful. I think, I don't mm-hmm. know why the, the, I said this actually to one of my managers today at work. I said, Mike Babcock with the Leafs right now is the most obvious writing on the wall situation I think I've ever seen in the NHL. Like we know he has one year left. He's got to win with these guys. He's out the door. Does that mean if they win a play, if they win one playoff series, is he back? I don't know. When was the last time a Babcock team has gotten out of the first round of the playoffs? It's been a long time. It has been, uh, Maybe the lockout year when they faced uh, the Blackhawks, I think, and got knocked out by Seabrook, or was it Seabrook who scored in overtime? The year before that, when you before that, uh, no, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was when um, Chicago came back down three one against them. You're right, because his last two years in Detroit, he got beat by Tampa in the first round. Right. But yeah, the time's time's ticking on Mike Babcock in Toronto, and I think uh, Keith and Dubas have a good relationship. They go back to Sault Ste. Marie. They were mm-hmm. both there while they when, when Dubas was there, at least. Uh, I think he's going to stick around, and if the Leafs falter or miss the playoffs or are out in the first round again next year, they're just like, okay, Keith's the new coach, and you're gone, Babcock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, uh, Sheldon Keefe is going to be the next head coach of the Sabres because no. also the Leafs have to give permission. I'm almost positive they have to give permission to the Sabres to even speak with him. So, mm-hmm. and I know do, uh, Keefe just signed a new contract and he also he has like an out clause in it where he can go talk to other teams, but he's still property of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I think he would have to get permission from the Leafs to talk. Mm-hmm. It would, if, uh... if I remember correctly, I think. When the avalanche, the avalanche requested a talk to Dubas, and the Leafs said no, I think they were going to try and promote uh, Joe Sackick to be the the president or whatnot, and then Dubas was going to be the GM, but the Leafs weren't having it, so it happened. Hmm. Where teams would say no. Uh, okay. Uh, so we touched on the Sabers first round, the second first round pick, uh, R two Rootsalainen. He has been brought up as a potential candidate to be signed by the Sabres. It was announced, I think, what was it? a few days ago now, that the Sabres signed R2 Rootsalainen to a three-year entry-level contract. Now, excuse me, uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about R2 Rootsalainen. I haven't watched him in about two or three years. So all I remember from him is what he did at the World Under-18 World Junior Under-18s, uh, when uh, Veselainen was playing in that tournament as well. Uh, I want to say, oh, I forget. I forgot the other guys on that team. It was a good Finland team. Uh, Rootsalainen was a standout, in my opinion, at that tournament. I think he also played at the World Juniors, too, the under-20s, but a good signing. I mean, uh, pretty good production for Ilves in the Finnish Elite League. I'll try and find a stat line here. Mm-hmm. Uh 21 goals, which is pretty good to put in a men's league. Uh, I, I listened to GR. They had uh, 
Yoki Novalainen on. He was talking about Rutsalainen, and he was saying that he was rushed into the men's league too quickly, and that's partially why he went undrafted. So good signing. 42 points last year's breakout year in Finland. 20 points the year before, so very good progression there. Uh, I think in his contract, he has the option to go back to Finland if he doesn't make the savers out of camp. So, And I mm-hmm. think Ilves can grant him permission to go to Rochester. So that'd probably be ideal to have him in Rochester because Rochester's losing a ton of guys. They're losing basically almost all of their forward mm-hmm. group. So they're going to need guys, I think. And the big thing here is Roots Linen is very close to Rista Linen. That's going to yes. be confusing, especially if them are on the same ice if they don't trade Rista Linen <laughs> next year. Uh, well, Jason Bottrell's lust for European free agents continues. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Rutzelainen. And it's a no-risk no risk signing. If it doesn't work out, who cares? If it does work out, it's a bonus. You can't fault them for trying, now, I guess. Now, I'm looking... Also, uh, the Red Wings signed Ali Werkaski. I was hoping that they would sign him. He played for the Laddie Pelicans, so he would have been a nice add. Uh, high-scoring defenseman from Finland as well. They missed out on. Um, I'm looking at his elite prospects page as well, and at the age of it would be 18, I believe, Rutzleinen played 51 games in Liga in 15-16. Really? Yeah. Really? At 18 years old, um, with oh yeah, he did with Assat. Uh, Is that Asat, how you say yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Ten yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. He was, uh, yeah. No, no, Nova Lion definitely was right. The fact that he was rushed because when he, he was probably like 17 years old at that time, mm-hmm. probably could have used another yeah. year in the junior league there. But hey, it's all right because they maybe just found a diamond in the rough. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out. It'll probably be a uh, development camp, so that'd probably be your first chance to watch him. He got cut from Team Finland at the World Championships, so he, I think he was one of the last cuts, actually, so that's unfortunate, but Sabres were able to get him signed to a contract earlier than expected. So Again, I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I don't know the whole MO on him. I know he's a little undersized at like 5'8", but I think he plays center and wing, so if they don't really add a a whole lot of depth. Maybe he has a chance at cracking the lineup, but I would doubt that he makes the team out of camp. Uh, speaking of the World Championships, uh, Sabres have three players in the tournament: Sam Reinhart, Brandon Montour, and Jack Eichel. Uh, not a good, not a good go of it for Canada and USA so far. <laughs> I think, uh, Canada just lost to Finland the other day, and Finland only has like one or two NHL players on the team, and that includes Kapokako, who's going to be on the Rangers. So. Pretty rough for them, and I think you you said before that uh, USA lost to the Czech Republic too. Uh, Slovakia, we lost four uh, one to Slovakia. Yeah, uh, the home nation. So Slovakia had the the fans on their side um, beat us four to one. The U.S. is due to goal differential. The U.S. is currently in eighth place in their group behind Great Britain. USA is a nice team though. They have Goudreau, Kane, Eichel. Mm-hmm. I, are the Kachucks playing? I'm not sure, but they have a nice I team. Bring up the teams right brothers. I'm su- I'm surprised that they're struggling to open the tournament. But in Canada as well, they, are they 0-2 as well? Canada Canada is currently sixth in their group, so 
I they must have lost. Yeah. Could you imagine if like Canada got relegated? That would be absolutely. <laughs> uh, the USA. But oh, Canada's facing Great Britain next, right? They're gonna murder them. They're gonna kill. Them. Oh yeah. This is wow. Okay, yeah. The USA is an awesome team. Yeah, they got good. I think they had Hughes and Hughes and uh, Kane on the same line the other night. I gotta pull up this Jack Eichel pick. What the hell is going on with his hair? My God. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's really. They need to meet. They've never (laughs) been in the same room at at the same time. But uh, he has a Jack has assist. Um. I mean. Oh yeah. It was that nice. off the face off, like kind of pushed it ahead and then made the pass across in front of the net and then it was an easy tap and I forgot who scored, but he did <laughs> he the just, exact thing during the season this year, I'm pretty sure. He looks so done in his picture. He's like, Why am I here? <laughs> Tell me you, you saw the Johnny Gaudreau's picture for the world championships. I did not, but I'm gonna look it up right now because I am on the oh team God. page. Look at it. And- I'm looking forward to like he just saw his mother get decapitated. Jesus. He already looks like a young Matt Molson. <laughs> he does. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> wow. If you're listening right now, go look. Go look at Johnny Gaudreau's headshot for oh Team my USA. God. <laughs> what are they doing behind the camera? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Try and try and describe it. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um okay, well one, he looks like the singer of Huba Sink. I don't know if you know though who that is, Joe, but they're a band from they had a hit in like two thousand and three. <laughs> uh uh Wow, I, I don't it now. He looks like uh it's like okay, Johnny. Uh, give me your best Jim Halpert face. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> like he, he's doing a Jim face. You, yeah, that's one hundred percent spot on. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what I could describe it as. I mean, Jim's looking at the camera. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's that's hilarious. That's going in the best of. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's uh, best now on Coach Watch. Coach Watch. Coach Watch. The phone's ringing off the hook over there. Jeez. I know. There's so many people trying to call into the show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricard Gronberg, he is not coming to Buffalo. He is heading to Zurich in the Swiss League. So that's unfortunate. Many uh, thought that he could have been coming to Buffalo, but Gronberg said that uh, none of the teams were that were looking for a coach, they all wanted a guy with NHL head coaching experience. And John Vogel has said a couple times that Bottrell's strong preference is a guy that has coaching experience in the NHL. And according to John Shannon, excuse me, geez, uh, according to John Shannon of Sportsnet, uh, Dave Tippett and Jacques Martin are the front runners for the job. And Todd Richards, the former head coach at the Columbus Blue Jackets and the assistant coach at Tampa Bay Lightning, Todd Richards, he is not going to be interviewed for the job. So it appears right now that it is down to Jacques Martin and Dave Tippett and Jeremy White's super secret Sabres Twitter source. Uh, he says that the job is for Dave Tippett to, it, the job is his if he wants it. So maybe Edmonton knocks his socks off 
maybe he goes there. I think I saw that he's the leading candidate for Edmonton. Uh, he would be their preferred candidate as well. So, and maybe he he's maybe he's like, you know what? I don't want to go to Buffalo. I don't want to go to Edmonton. I'm just going to stay in Seattle and watch this thing grow. That's always a possibility too. But now, oh, do you, do you want to give your thoughts on Dave Tippett? Um, I'm looking up right now just to see if, uh, yeah. So he, he did have a tenure with the Coyotes. I believe he was their their coach when they went to the conference final. Correct? Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I always had the impression that he was like a tank coach. Um, maybe it's just because he he hasn't been like around a head coach position a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was coaching with them. Until well, he's with them until 2017. So uh, he signed an extension, but then that was around the time when the Coyotes were doing really weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. Shane Doan, they were like, "Yeah, get out of here, buddy. We don't need you anymore." Uh, and then they were like, "You know what? Mutual termination for Tippett." And Tippett was always thought to be a good coach. I mm-hmm. I think Dave Tippett would be. He's my guy. Like, just get Dave Tippett. It's mm-hmm. Tippett or bust. You got to get Dave Tippett right I, now. Yeah, I remember that. Um, he was like, uh, back 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 then when the Coyotes would have some like, uh, when when they would get some national talk around them. Uh, it, the blame was never, bla- it was never placed on Tippett. I remember well, him look, look how he thought his of rosters that he had in Arizona. That's true, and it wasn't. It really wasn't his decision. Final, like he never had a strong team. Right. It wasn't his decision to blow it all up obviously and bring yeah. in Pavel Datsuk to bring in extra pieces or <laughs> Dave Boland or whatever. But um I guess I, I kinda I haven't really thought much about it, but yeah, I'd I'd be a big fan of this because now we're talking about it, I realize okay, Dave Tippett's a pretty good option. I mean he's he's done stuff in the league. He's what? been around what's that? But what if Dave Tippett doesn't want to come to Buffalo? Then what? <laughs> Uh, now yeah. I want to play devil's advocate here. What if they're like, you know what? We don't like any of these options for the long term. What if we bring in Jacques Martin as an interim coach? Name an interim. Start the season. Start the season. Yeah. Okay, this I'm okay with this. Okay, you bring in Jacques Martin. Start the season with him, mm-hmm. and then someone's gonna be fired by November. Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux is fired in November. You bring in Boudreaux, and then Martin becomes an assistant. I like that. Okay. Are we fine with that? How is that? Because, like, how is starting the season with an interim any different from ending the season with the interim, like Ken Hitchcock in Edmonton? Exactly. I think I don't – that it's, that seems unprecedented. I don't know if that's happened, but I think that would be a decent option. Now, obviously, I would prefer somebody not named Jacques Martin, but mm-hmm. if they start the season with Jacques Martin and then, I don't know – Babcock gets fired. You bring Babcock in. You bring in Bruce Boudreaux. Who mm-hmm. would be, who would be another name? Like Paul Maurice, uh, Peter mm-hmm. Lavillette. Some guys that could be gone fairly quickly that don't really have a long leash. Maybe mm-hmm. that's an easy transition. I, I I really like that line of thinking, though. I mean, because uh, really like, Jacques intro. Martin is like almost 70 years old. Like You're not bringing yeah. him in thinking that he's going to be a long-term solution. So maybe... Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that's their line of thinking that he would just be on an interim basis. That's what just, I would hope at least, but who knows? Just because you 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 really need a coach doesn't mean like you got to find one right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have a guy behind there that's 
temporarily. If the crop isn't that great to choose from, just stick someone there for now. Mm-hmm. The, the interim, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, um, that's like that's my beef with. Uh, I don't know if we've done a show since the NF, since the, like the NFL draft, but like uh, when teams need a quarterback, but uh, it's a weak quarterback class, but they take a quarterback anyway because oh, we need a quarterback. It's kind of the same thing as that. Like it's just like it's just a dumb idea. Yeah, like the Giants. Um, like I just think. I, I really like the idea, though, starting the season with uh, with an interim, like because if you don't, if you if there's nobody that you want to go forward with as your coach, mm-hmm. an interim, and then someone's going to get fired mm-hmm. in, in the beginning of the season. It's not, I think. Oh, geez, mm-hmm. there was like a long stretch of time where no coaches were fired, but then the off season, like so many guys were canned. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. There's going to be there were so many upsets in the playoffs this year where there's going to be guys that are on short leashes. Mm-hmm. I think Boudreaux is probably the first to go, or Babcock. If the Leafs come out stumbling next year, I think Babcock's gone. I think Boudreaux is going to be gone if the Wild start off slow, and then that's easy. What about uh, Mike Sullivan? What do you think? How? I'll take him. He'd be fine. I'd be fine with him because with all the rumors about. The Penguins blowing Penguins it up. Changes. I don't. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any coaching changes for the rest of the season. Who who else still needs coaches? Ottawa still needs the coach. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just are just like you know what? Uh, who's the, oh my god? Who's the interim coach right now in Ottawa? Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot the name. God, don't do this to me. Crawford. Uh, Mark Crawford. Yeah, Mark Crawford. Uh, maybe it's the same situation with Ottawa. Maybe they're like, okay, Mark Crawford, you're still the interim coach. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go with you for another year, and we'll see what happens. So mm-hmm. I I don't think many have brought up the idea of maybe Mar Martin just as a, an interim coach, but because mm-hmm. like maybe they give him a one or one or a two year deal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give Jacques Martin a five year deal, and I think it'd be a horrible decision to go with Jacques Martin. Mm-hmm. But if he's just gonna be the coach for two or three months, it's not the end of the world. But right, that's I don't want us to pick a guy just because we need. To pick a guy, yeah, just because you need a guy, you don't right. give, you know, because technically this is a weak free, uh, coaching free agent class. Exactly, you don't, you don't give a guy a five year deal just because. Mm-hmm. Tippett is by far the best candidate available right now that has been brought up. I mean, there are some good assistant coaches out there, AHL coaches out there, but that's not what the Sabers are looking for. So it's, I honestly, I don't even think it's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably if it's not Dave Tippett, you're probably looking at the interim option. Mm-hmm. All right, on I'm to on to the next topic here. Uh, Marcus Davidson, 2017 second round pick. He is staying in Sweden for at least one more season. He is heading to Vakio uh, in the Swedish Hockey League. He pl- spent past few years in Jurgardens and looking like he's going to get. Uh, pro- more likely a top six role in Vacchio. So obviously it would have been nice to see him head over to Rochester next year, but we'll see what he does in Sweden again. Uh, and hopefully he can step into the NHL sooner rather than later. Cause I am a big fan of Marcus Davidson. I think I like his speed two way game. Uh, I think he 
He's a high skill player as well. I think he could be an ideal third, fourth line center for this team for years to come. So hopefully that helps out with his development. I don't hate the decision, but obviously you prefer that he's signed in Rochester, but hopefully it's only one more year. It seems like he's taking the same path that Rasmus Asplund took, which mm-hmm. not a bad thing, but obviously you want him in the NHL sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's that. Uh, Lance uh, Lysowski from the, char- uh, the, the Buffalo News. Sorry, uh, he... This was a couple weeks ago. Obviously, we haven't done a podcast in a while, so we, I just want to touch on this really quick. Uh, this is on Jeff Skinner in the contract impasse. Uh, so no significant developments on Skinner. Both sides are still interested in getting a deal done, and he said it is too soon to panic. So uh, what do you think? What do you have to say about uh, the Skinner contract situation? I do still I do still think it's good. Um it's, I mean, it's a good sign that we haven't heard anything bad either because that means that talks haven't broken down completely. I think there's still eight weeks or so between now and July 1st. Um, I'm I'm not worried about it yet. I it, I don't it doesn't cross my mind constantly. Um, I think that you're nuts if you think that Bottrell isn't trying to do this. But um, oh, my God. Well, hold on. I just want to touch on this yeah, really. Yeah, yeah people that are mad at Jason Bottrell for taking the Canada job. He's got a phone. He like, do you think that he is really like not taking Like he's not, he's just disregarding the coach search (laughs) free agency trades. Like he like once the team for Canada is picked, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the job basically. Yeah. You Uh, you don't make trades at the world championships. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and odds are he'd be at the world championships anyways, right? Uh, you're probably scouting guys, if anything. You're scouting guys that would possibly be available for trades. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That, that just annoys me. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe he took the Canada job. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I don't know. But, uh, Evolving Wild on Twitter, he they put out a... A spreadsheet of expected contract projections for the 2019 free agent class, and I want they projected Jeff Skinner and as an eight-year contract worth 8.494 million dollars. So, what do you think about that contract if it were to be signed tomorrow? I would like it. I think that Jeff Skinner is the gem of uh, of this class. I know Duchesne is there. But and Eric Carlson is there. Let's talk. Let's stick strictly forwards. Obviously, Carlson goes without saying. But if we're talking like big name forwards, I think. Um, I mean, Skinner just hasn't got much attention because he was on a Carolina team and he was on a what ended up being a crappy Sabres team. But um, no, I think Skinner has long earned this money. Um. Would I rather have Skinner than Duchesne? Yes, I just I just trust it more. Uh, I like Skinner the player more. I like his style more. Um, get it? Done. Yeah, get I I, I could I could absolutely see Skinner getting paid more than Duchesne. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of that, Matt Duchesne, uh, evolving uh, evolving wild, they project Matt Duchesne getting a six year contract worth just under seven million dollars. 
Is there anyone else you want me to quickly shout out right now off the top of your head? Uh, what do they have William Carlson doing? William Carlson, they have him getting a five-year deal at 6.45. Decent. Okay. Tyler Myers, I know we've brought him up as an This option. one is what shocked me. This is a weird Seven comment. years, 6.1. I don't think he's getting $6 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, not seven years, not at 29, not with the body he has. I think he gets probably a three- or four-year deal. Anton Strawman, three years, 4.5. I would um, do that. That seems fair. That's fair. Years, probably not, but that's an option. Derek Broussard. Now Buffalo clearly needs that that sec- that fringe second line center take pressure off of Casey Middlestead. At 31 years old, they're projecting him at a three year deal at just a little above four million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I would definitely do that. I'm trying to find other Sabers that would be on this list. A uh, former Saber, Nathan Beaulieu, they're projecting a three year deal at just a little below three million dollars. I think that's. Uh. He barely even played in the second half of the year. I don't think he played at all in the playoffs. Uh, Jake McCabe, they're projecting a two-year contract worth uh, $2.7 That's an okay deal for McCabe, I guess. Uh, You know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If if anything, I think Bolu is like a one-year... One year, $1.5, million player. I think uh, there's no way Bolu's got a three-year deal after no, barely playing no. in Buffalo, being in and out in Winnipeg. I, I just don't see that happening. I like Bolu. I think he's a good player. I like the player, but I mean, if you're an NHL team, you're not throwing money at, at him. Uh, but, Evan Rodriguez, they're projecting three years, 2.4. I'll do that. That's yeah, I do that. That's, that's a year, right? Yeah, two years. Or two, three, yeah. Okay. Three years. Well, two point two point four a year, right? Not yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Zemgus Gergensons. I'd be shocked if he was still in Buffalo, but they're saying three years, one point nine. Yeah, no thanks. Walk Mm-mm. away. No. Uh, where's Johan Larson? Here's Johan Larson. Two years, one point eight. That's okay, I guess. Uh, where's Pominville? Is Pominville on here? Or maybe they're projecting Jason Pominville to retire, huh? Oh, here maybe. he is. Jason Pominville, one year, 1.1. That's fair, I guess. Uh, Trying to find some other names that would potentially involve Buffalo. Okay, Remy Ali is here at one year, 900,000. So Ali's probably not getting qualified, I would would guess at least. But yeah, those are some uh, free agent class. Uh contracts for the Sabres. So now, as we referenced earlier in the episode, we're going to run down some teams and potential players that the Sabres could target this off season, whether teams are looking to make changes, they're tight against the cap. I got to shed some salary and we'll get into that right now. So do you want to lead us off here? Events. Yes. Winnipeg jets. Um, the first target, this is just the name that my head goes to. I know they, they just signed him, but I don't think it should rule out the possibility because yeah, when he was signed, brought up his name as well. So I don't think yes. this is out of the realm of possibility. When when this guy was signed, you didn't have Kyle Connor producing at what he was doing. You didn't know how good he was going to be. Um, and is uh, Nikolai Ehlers, who's currently making six million dollars for 
the foreseeable like future. Four or five more years. Yeah, when when I first really started to think about the cap hell that was coming for the Jets, Ehlers was just the first name that came to mind because he's uh would you say he's kind of like a Sam Reinhart? Yeah. If more, I think uh more, more well rounded, more speed and skill, but yeah. Yeah, I think I like I really like Nick Ehlers as a player. I think I would take him on this team any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But what's it going to cost? It, the Jets are probably going to ask for Sam Reinhardt. So mm-hmm. is that cutting off your nose to spite your face? I don't know. But at the same time, though, if we're talking like cap hell, maybe but, they don't because they got to unload a guy. And mm-hmm. but you're right. If it does require him with like a Matt Perot and mm-hmm. take a lesser return, who knows? I doubt. Right. But yeah. Uh. But yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't, I'm not crazy about um, packaging an already established roster player just to get another almost similar production-wise player. Exactly. I think that uh, if we're making this deal, we have to get better, and we only, I mean, it's always the worst team's job to win the trade. I mean, better teams are there to lose trades to to lesser teams. That's just how it happens. Um, and I think that if you're a GM like Bottrell, you lose that trade. If you have to, if you have to give up anything, uh, that's already on the team for, yeah. um, for a current roster player. Mm. Uh, Matt Perot next, uh, he yeah. would definitely be a cap dump, but mm-hmm. unlike like Vladimir Saboka, uh, Patrick Berglund, he can still play. He's still yeah. He's player. actually a good player. <laughs> Thirty-one. He's making four point one million dollars for the next two seasons. My God, look at that flow. That's he'd be a good addition to the team, and he'd be a guy where you can take him on, and then maybe you can get a draft pick or a young player like maybe an Adam Lowry or an Andrew Cop, or even what well, Brandon Tanev is going to be an unrestricted free agent. But you you get the point. One of, you can get an asset for taking on a Matt Perot, doing them a favor, and I guess you can put Dmitry Kulikov in that category too. But are they really going to trade for Dmitry Kulikov? Probably not. So, mm-hmm. uh, next on the list we got here Andrew Kopp, who he's a restricted free agent, twenty four years old, coming off a one million dollar contract. So. I think he'd be a perfect addition, a good third, fourth line center. Obviously, was I, th- on, in my opinion, the best fourth line in the league with uh, Brand Tanov and, and Adam Adam Lowry. So I think he'd be a perfect. Addition I know if you can somehow. Um, a lot of Buffalo fans uh, aren't able to watch Winnipeg games. I'm a Jet fan. I I still don't watch all their games. Um, but I uh, there's a there's a Twitter follower of mine. I follow him. Um, We've gotten pretty close. Pretty cool guy. His name's Robert Hiller. If you want to go give him a follow, Robert Hiller zero. And I, I told him in the DMs one time, like Sabres fans are really crazy about Andrew Cop. They want to offer she Andrew Cop. So I said, from the perspective of someone who watches all the games, what do you think of of Andrew Cop? And he said he will go in corners hot, force turnovers. He can hit, has very soft hands, and a seriously all around great player. So that that's like that's from someone who's watched all their games, of course. Um, I, I just want to share the Sabres need. He's a player that they absolutely need. Mm-hmm. Energy guy that can actually play and produce in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. 
it'd be perfect. Andrew Cobb would be a perfect addition. What's it going to take, though? That's the thing. You're going to have to take on Matt Perot, a big contract to get to pry him off of the roster. Is that worth it? Is that worth it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, same deal. Adam Lowry. He is under contract for two more years after this year at two point nine two. Uh, kind of expensive for a fourth line guy, but again, he can produce. He's a guy that can produce for uh, for the Sabers in the bottom six, something that they have not had in a while. Also, uh, not for a trade target, but again, Brandon Tanov, same deal. Fourth line guy that can produce that adds speed and skill in the bottom six. Definitely an option mm-hmm. for Buffalo to sign via unrestricted free agency. And also we put down Kevin Hayes. Uh, obviously the Sabres are probably going to be looking to add another center and Hayes is not going to cost them as much as Matt Duchesne would, but still going to cost you a pretty penny. And I think that's a bad contract waiting to happen, but who knows? Maybe the Sabres look to target him. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next team. What's who's that? Up next, we have the Florida Panthers. Now, the Panthers aren't exactly a team that's tight against the cap, but they're rumored to be making changes. They want to go after the big names like Panarin, Bobrovsky, uh, Evgeny Malkin's name has been out there. Maybe they look to trade for him too. So here's a few names that could make sense for Buffalo. Uh, first one we wrote down here is Mike Hoffman. I think. Obviously, uh, the situation with him and his girlfriend in Ottawa with the Carlsons—that's kind of that kind of turns me off from him. But definitely a really good player. It's going to add goals. And if hypothetically, if they lose Skinner, if you can get Hoffman for cheap, maybe that's an option. I'd take Hoffman on this wow. team. I think he's a really good player. Mike Hoffman, thirty-six goals this year. He scored. Well, yeah, that's that's good. That's I good. didn't know that. <laughs> that's like that's, that's a lot more than I thought. That's almost Jeff Skinner. That's that's nuts. Thirty four yeah. uh, assists. Five point one nine for one more year. He was a negative twenty four. Mm. Florida wasn't but, a good team though. But I don't care. Thirty six goals is thirty six goals. I, I a lot care less about. Yeah. it's not a big commitment. It's one more year. I mean, uh, San Jose got him for a bag of pucks, and Florida got him for like a second round pick from the Sharks. So. You can toss him a second-round pick and maybe a middling prospect deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, I'm trying to just come up with a pun for about his girlfriend, but I don't care. I'll take all the drama in the world if I can get 36 more goals on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we put down Jonathan Huberdo. I don't think they're going to trade Jonathan Huberdo because that would be insane. But just a little throwback. Aim for some reason gets thrown in the in trade talks by uh, TSN to get clicks on their trade bait articles. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to get traded, but do whatever he can get Jonathan Huberto if possible. Uh, Sabres fans will like this. Mark Pesic, uh, he carries a cap hit of 2.73 for one more season. Maybe they want to move him out to clear some cap space. They probably hold on to him, but who knows. And then another defenseman, Mackenzie Weger, cousin of Craig Rivet. He's an RFA. Uh, is there room for him on the roster? He's a right-handed shot. The Sabres are probably looking for another right shot D, so maybe he could be a potential trade option as well. Uh, do we think Florida is an option for Rasmus Ristolainen? I think so. 
You look at and I say the that right side they have Aaron Eckblad, they have Mark Pesic, Brady Keeper, and Josh Brown. So they really don't have that second pair guy. Right. Uh, I know some people think Mark Pesic is a top pairing defenseman, but that's just not the case. <laughs> so you can insert him behind Aaron Eckblad. What are you getting in the trade, though? That's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. And that, that uh, doesn't uh, also because they're still trying to clear cap space. So and you'd be taking on 5.4 getting Ristolainen. So I don't, I don't know about that. It's a shame Pesic's never been able to play on a, uh, a winning team. Yeah, he's always stuck in the, with the middling teams or the tanking teams. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. I still really like Mark Pesic, though. I, I would I would take him back on the Sabres with open arms. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. now a fun team. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. And I just realized we didn't include the Toronto Maple Leafs, but... Do we really I didn't want to, though, because, like, are we really going to trade with... I don't think they're going to make a deal with the no. Leafs. Yeah, I don't think that happens. It's making a deal with the devil. Uh-huh. They, they did make a trade with the Leafs at the draft last year. Though. That's Six true. For a sixth-round pick, but I don't think that <laughs> we're going to be the Leafs trade like capping into Buffalo or anything. No. Okay, uh, we wrote down JT Miller... He just signed a contract last year. He's got four years left after this season at $5.25 million. Kind of expensive, but JT Miller is definitely a good, at least a good second line forward, at the very least versatile. He can play all three forward positions. Uh, he, I think he can play in all situations too, so he'd be a good add. Uh, we wrote down Ryan Callahan because obviously the Lightning have a lot of contracts to sign, and they're going to want to get that big $5.8 million cap hit off their books for one more year. I would take on Ryan Callahan for one year if it meant getting a guy like Miller or Anthony Sorelli or uh, Matthew Joseph or even like a Taylor Radish who hasn't played in the NHL yet. So that's an option. Alex Kalorn, he's making way too much money for my liking. $4.45 million for four more years. That's too much. But again, if you're getting a guy like Sorelli or Joseph or Radish, maybe that that becomes worth it. Uh, Tyler Johnson, I think he'd be a perfect fit, but look at his age and his contract. He is 28, and he's got five years left at $5 million. You got to be careful with the age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, And then another guy, Yanni Gord, could be potentially an option. He just signed an extension at the beginning of the season. Uh, three years. No, that's Palat. Uh, my apologies. Uh, Gord. He's got six years left after this year, at five point one seven, and that, that contract hasn't even kicked in yet. So maybe and Cedric Paquette, maybe like a four, a third or fourth line guy can play center too. So he's somebody. Guy mm-hmm. thinks on any of those guys. Um, I don't, but I, I, I do think that um, that might be the most likely team to trade with. Um, I think a guy like JT Miller just seems like more the Sabres liking. I feel like American too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you take on Ryan Callahan, maybe you can get a pick or something. In addition. Right. I think, I think a pick is more likely than, um, a Joseph or what are you giving up, are you giving up though? That's a thing. True. True. Cause uh, you can't give them anybody that has salary because they got to sign point mm-hmm. points. Gonna get like eight, eight, nine, ten million dollars. So 
they got to be careful. So you're probably giving them picks, picks and prospects, mm-hmm. or guys on ELCs. Uh, next, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now I don't. The Penguins aren't really in a cap crunch, but they're a team that rumored to be wanting to make some changes, and also there's a Pittsburgh connection with Jason Bottrell. So I'm gonna bring up their cap friendly and we're gonna highlight some of these contracts. When you do that, um. The last time we recorded, we were talking about teams staying the course and whatnot. Right after we we finished, I texted you because I thought about it. Um, like when I got back to my car, I said, "Here are some other teams that that stayed the course and wound up having success." Uh, Capitals in 2018, they stuck with their core, being knocked down uh, numerous times. Uh, I'm sure they had a couple of cap problems in there too. Um, how about the San Jose Sharks? For eight years, they stuck the course and finally made the cup in 2016, and they're still going strong because they built on top of their core and didn't trade their picks. Um, I think right now Pittsburgh's key is just don't trade your picks. Like I, I, I don't know if they have a uh, first rounder this year. I don't know if they have one next year either. They finally do. They finally do. Well, I mean, yeah. what's the harm in keeping your picks and using them? Use your first round picks and fine. I mean, you still have some prime years with Crosby left. You, I don't think you have to react so rash and trade Malkin uh you still have like it's a really strong possibility that Malkin could get traded that's it's just ridiculous to me I I don't but I don't I don't get it years left after this year nine and a half million are you here's my thinking behind it if you trade Malkin this offseason you're getting probably the biggest return you're gonna get for him that's true are they gonna do it I I think they might I think they might maybe go with a little bit of a youth movement, a little bit of a retool, not a rebuild, but a retool. But I don't think because he had a down ish year, but still a strong season for him. I don't know. A I lot of, I don't think Malkin's an option for the Sabres. Like, what are you going to have to give up? You know, would you, I, I mean, would you trade middle set for Malkin for three years of Malkin? No, I don't know. Because no. you're gonna have to add to that too. That's the thing. Malkin's a great player. He'd be a perfect addition to this team. What they that's what they need, but is it worth giving up all that all those assets for a 33 32-33 year old of getting Malkin for three years? I don't know. Now one player that would would interest me, Phil Kessel. Mm-hmm. Phil Kessel. He's got three years left on his deal. At only six point eight, thanks to Toronto Maple Leafs for retaining so much on that trade. So, what would you give up for Phil Kessel? Because I think he'd be a great addition to this top six mm, for Phil Kessel. He's a proven star. We know that. Proven goal mm-hmm. scorer, whatnot. Thirty-one. I guess it's not too old. He could still play seven years and probably be productive. Coming off of an 82-point season, 92 points the year. Had before. a better year point-wise than Malkin. Um, yeah. 27 uh, goals. It's just, it's hard because what would they, I don't want to give up a first-round pick, and I feel like that would be what the Penguins want. If it's a late first-round pick. Or like Nylander or something. Okay. You're not giving up the seventh overall pick. Okay, that's true. I mean, and it's 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 always going to be Nylander because 
he's the only guy that we really have to trade. He's the only like real valuable prospect, asset. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's the only real top and prospect. It, the only expendable top prospect. Correct. Right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess yeah, it would have to be Nylander and. I I maybe I, I don't know maybe I just have something against Phil Kessel that I just Phil Kessel I would take him on this. Team. Um, why did he win the Masterton? He won the Masterton when? in 07 at 19 oh, years old. I think he he was he had cancer or something. I, think. I thought so. Yeah, that's I got thought you. he had some kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna fact check that. Um, but uh, I mean I didn't know he was that young. I thought he was like 34 or something. So, uh, sure. I mean, it's, I'm not good at compensation anyway. Uh, I don't want to overstate it. Um, but man, I just feel like one or the other is too much. Maybe Needlander and like a second, maybe I want us to just pillage them or something in a trade, but, uh, I know it's not how it works, but Jim Rutherford, he is not done well. Overall, in the past couple of seasons, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know. I think I think Kessel would be a nice fit, mm-hmm. especially if they lose Skinner. If you lose Skinner, you got to go get another goal scorer. Mm-hmm. So Kessel would fit the bill. Uh, a couple other names we got. We've been going for a while here. We got to rifle through this. Uh, Nick Bugue said, Brian Russ, uh, Brian Dumoulin, and Olimata. Some options on defense. Uh, I would take Dumoulin any day of the week. I'm not a, I'm not that big on Olimata, but I think if they're going to target a D from Pittsburgh, I think Brian Dumoulin would be a, a nice fit. Brian Rust is a, a nice player, too. I think he's a good young player. That um... Two more years left on Rust's contract mm-hmm. at, I want to say, yeah, three more years left at 3.5. He's 27 years old. So He's one of those Botchel-era Penguins guys. True. Another... It'd be like a Connor Sherry esque trade, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But let's hope that the Sabres don't have to take on Jack Johnson or Eric Goodbranson to make that happen. Like, uh, what's his face? Oh my God, what's his name? The guy I uh, barely played this year. Ah, uh, Hunwick, Hunwick, Matt Hunwick. Yeah, yeah. So maybe something is, is in the hopper there, but probably not. Uh, Nashville, uh, they uh, Subban's been in the rumor mill. What do you mm-hmm. think about PK Subban? I, I I don't see that as an option mm-hmm. unless. Eh. Will I be hyped cheap, if it happens? Yes. Uh, if the Sabres trade for PK Subban, I would go out and buy a PK Subban. Yeah, I'll be. Day. That one factor would be awesome having PK Subban in Buffalo, but yeah. does it make sense? I don't think so. Subban uh, making nine million dollars for three more years. He's twenty nine. Again, you're not giving the seventh overall pick for him. But it has to make sense. Like, would you trade Rasmus versus the line in tomorrow for PK Subban? Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Regardless of the age, regardless of the contract, that is a massive upgrade on your blue line. Massive. Indeed. I, I miss the NHL when Subban was a Canadian. What a what a fun what a fun league it was. It'll get him back. <laughs> that thir- Maybe, maybe that thirteen fourteen season was just fun to watch when he kissed Pierre Maguire. Oh my god, I I love PK Subban. Mm-hmm. The the Sabers would be fun again. The mm-hmm. Sabers would be fun again if they. Acquired- Why do people boo PK? They do. Oh yeah. Oh were you, yeah. 
He was booed in Dallas. Um, I mean, they got knocked out in the first round. Uh, but I watched a few Predators games, and he was booed. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just all the suburban hockey dads out there that don't like maybe. his cockiness. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Uh, other names. Uh, Craig Smith. You were elated when oh. I brought brought up oh, this. Yeah. Craig Smith has been like the most uh, unrecognized assistant 20 goal scorer in the NHL. You look at, I'm going to bring this guy's uh, hockey reference up, but uh, Craig Smith might've heard his name. Might've been the first time you heard it actually scoring in overtime against the stars in uh, when in game two. Wow. You are right. Yeah. I I'm telling you, look at that. <laughs> he's been in the league since since 2012, and he's going on six, uh, six straight seasons over 20 goals. Well, no, uh, 16, 17, 12 goals. But uh, 24, 23, 21, 25, 21, excluding 16, wow. 17 in there. Yeah, third, he's a yeah, good player. Second-round pick, third-round pick, I don't know. Um, Probably second. I think, yeah, I think second will be fair. got a year left on his contract, but wow, that that would be a good a good move, Craig Smith. I'm telling you, I found out. Million. Maybe they got to clear some cap room, but because they, they do have to sign Victor Arvidsson. No, wait, they signed Victor Arvidsson. Never mind. Disregard that. I found out so good um, out of curiosity, pretty much, because like I'd always see him, you know, scrolling through the menus in NHL or something, be like, who the hell's Craig Smith? Like, who is this guy? And I looked him up and I'm like, oh my God, he's like, he's he's a consistent goal scorer. Like, how do I know, know who this guy is? Um, I remember I was at my friend's house, uh, like the day we were watching, um, we watched that game where he scored in overtime and, uh, my friend turns to me and he goes, that's the guy who scores 20 goals all the time. Cause he knows I, I talk about him <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, that's how the people I know, that's how they know who Craig Smith is. Uh, a few other names, Kyle Turris. I don't think the Sabres should trade for Kyle Turris, but He'd be that kind of guy where he. Can I feel like he's he's yesterday's second news. line boy. <laughs> contract. contract though, that's that sucks. Five years, six million. He's got the opposite. He's yesterday's deal. news. Uh, other guys, Nick Benino. Benino, uh, Cal Yarncrock. I would love him. Uh, Michael Granlin. Maybe they want to do over. Uh, he. I don't think it really worked out. All that well for Granlin in Nashville. Do you remember when Mikel Granlin was one of my favorite players? I do not. Oh man, that was, that was I love Mikel Granlin though. He he was one of my favorite players in Minnesota. Granlin only had five points in sixteen games, sixteen regular season games with the Preds. Only two points in six playoff games. So I think he would be a phenomenal pickup if they want to. If they're like, you know what, it didn't work out, we'll move him. Buffalo, go get Mikel Granlin. I would trade that last first round pick for Mikel Granlund all day, every day. Let's do it. And speaking of the Minnesota Wild, their next, I think, Minnesota would be a perfect destination for Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a perfect Mm -hmm. destination. Only because it's the way that Paul Fenton is operating this team, it seems like he's trying to ship out the... You know, the guys that are in their prime, the 26 to 28 year old range, try and get younger. Again, with the Granlin trade. 
They got Kevin Fiala for Michael Granlin. They got Ryan Donato for Charlie Coyle. They got there were a couple other deals that he's made as well. And I don't think Paul Fenton's that good at his job, especially making trades. So I think you can fleece the Minnesota Wild in a potential Rasmus Ristolainen trade. Now, whether that's Jared Spurgeon, Jason Zucker, Jonas Brodeen, get her done. Mm-hmm. I, let's do it. Minnesota would be a good option. Elliot Freeman said on the 31 Thoughts podcast the other day that Jared Spurgeon could be available and a lot of teams are going to be calling. Spurgeon only has one year left on his contract. And Buffalo would, of course, obviously have to extend him, but I think Spurgeon would be a phenomenal pickup. Mm-hmm. You can put beside Rasmus Dahlin and would be able to produce. And I think Spurgeon and their point production was exactly the same. And one concern for me when it comes to trading Ristolainen, how are you replacing that production on the back end? Spurgeon would do that and provides a better all-around game. So I think obviously it'd be a risk doing even Spurgeon for Ristolainen one for one. I don't think Minnesota would do that. But you never know, obviously. Who knows? Uh, but that would be a good trade, even considering that Spurgeon has one year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. And Spurgeon and Tyler Ennis are best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe Ennis, like you know, Buffalo, it's a good spot, good place to live. You want to be there long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zucker, Jason Zucker, more of a down year, but he has four years left at five and a half million, consistent goal scorer, really good player. Get him. Get him if you can. Again, would be a good option if uh, for a goal scorer. Provide speed if Skinner walks. Uh, we wrote down Marcus Felino. I don't think uh, that the Wild would trade Felino, but you know, people always like the suburban hockey dads like to bring up the fact <laughs> that that grit. So we, we mm-hmm. you know, and Jonas Brodeen. I'm not that really that big on Jonas Brodeen, but could be an option. Uh, for a top four left-handed defenseman, if they're looking for that, uh, we got oh geez, we got three more teams still <laughs> to answer questions. This is gonna be a long one, but uh, Vegas Golden Knights—they're already in cap jail and they're only two years old. Uh, William Carlson—he'd be that perfect fit to be that second-line center, or even you can move him to the wing, move middle set to the wing. I love William Carlson, Colin Miller, right shot defenseman. On a decent contract, too. I would love Colin Miller. Uh, Riley Smith, put him in the top six. He's going to score goals. A little bit of a big contract, but that's okay with me. I would take Riley Smith. Uh, Cody Eakin, he is the perfect third-line center. Somebody, and You can even probably slot him in on the second line take pressure off middle set. I like Cody Eakin. He's going to be able to produce for you. Good defensive-style player, too. I think Cody can be a nice fit. He won over half his face off, so that's good yeah, enough for me. It <laughs> for Ryan O'Reilly, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and just for for giggles here, we put down Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves is actually the most acquired uh, play Sabers acquired player in Sabers armchair GMs on Cap Friendly. It blows my mind uh, that so many Sabers fans would want Ryan Reeves on the team. But yeah, there's that. And John what? Merrill, a cheap. Left shot defenseman, Buffalo could use a guy like John Merrill, perhaps, especially if they trade Marcus. I Vandalis. am a big Ryan Reeves fan. I'm gonna. I, I, I've said this before. I've said this before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I'm not that. I mean, he would he would add that grit, but 
I don't know. We, we need somebody who's going to go out there and kill the other team. Quite frankly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right to you. Uh, I'm not gonna complain if they got Reeves, but I just don't see the point. It's I, it sounds so cliche, but I want some freaking toughness. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't get any better than uh, Ryan Reeves, in my opinion. Oh, well, uh, on to the next team. Another prime destination for Asmus versus the Lion, the Edmonton Oilers. Always brought up by the Edmonton media, and now that Ken Holland is there, I think this is this could be real. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Can this happen? Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Rasmus versus the Lion. Let's make this happen. And I was on Cap Friendly yesterday, and an Oilers fan made a post. It was Ristolainen, Nylander, and the 30th pick. For the 8th pick, Nugent Hopkins and Yessi Pugliarvi. Hmm. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? That trade, oh my god, that would be... Those trades, actually, like they didn't look bad. You know, they weren't like laughable, cat-friendly trades. Oh my god. Because if you think about it, you... Nuge is more valuable than Ristolainen. and the eighth pick is more valuable than the thirtieth pick, and probably Pooley and Nylander are a wash. Mm. Pooley probably got more value than that too. That's a huge win for Buffalo. Oh my God! I maybe could that happen? I would sell my soul to have that happen. But wow, wow, wow! I would love that. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Clefbaum, I would love him. But are the Oilers going to trade him? I don't know. Uh, Matt Benning. Matt Benning, a right shot defenseman. Zach Bogosian is going to be out. Uh, he had, I think, oh, was it hip surgery? Hip, hip surgery. surgery. It was a while ago. I forgot. But Yeah, like four to six months or something. Yeah, he'll be out until the start of training camp, I believe. But mm-hmm. uh, they might need another right shot defenseman. So maybe Matt Benning could be a candidate for a trade here. Uh, last but oh. not least, as far as potential trade partners. Fill out the Flyers. Uh, we ag- agreed on one name, and we both thought mm-hmm. that the Flyers could be an option for Ristolainen. Travis Konechny. Oh, yes. Can That's play a bad center, Bama Jamma. Can play center, can play wing. Speed, skill, can score goals. I love mm-hmm. Travis Konechny. I think He's a I- prolific chirper as well. We started, he was the guy I... I wanted Buffalo to pick with that 21st overall pick in the 2015 draft that was traded for Robin Leonard. I wanted Travis Konechny more than life itself. And if they got to take on Andrew McDonald to make it happen or Radko Gudis to make it happen, I would do Travis Konechny for Rasmus Ristolainen one for one and not look back. Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat. Okay. I love Konechny. Is that it? That, it? We're gonna that get- is it all. Yep. Uh, before we get to questions, uh, just real quickly – you don't like Jordan Bennington. This is the game to watch. He's getting lit up. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Uh, Timo Meyer just scored on the puck banked off the boards, and Meyer was skating, hit it with his backhand, and it bounced off of Vince Dunn into the net. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, we forgot to mention that we were supposed to have Bill on the podcast today, but he was right. having some issues with his car, so we couldn't have him on. We're going to try and get him on next week if possible. Yes. And also, if you guys like. I, we obviously don't know how this is going to sound right now, but mm-hmm. if you like uh, us doing these over Google Hangouts, we can have guests on. Mm-hmm. If you want 
us to bring on anybody in particular. On See, the there's, there's the balance there. If we do it in the studio, in person, there's no lag, there's no nothing. But if we do it on here, you get the lag, but you could also have the potential of guests. Yeah, so if you, if you if you guys want to see some guests on here over the course of the off season, let us know who we we can see if we can make something happen. But yeah, if we had a real producer on here that we had some system where people could tweet in saying, "Hey, I want to call into the hangouts," they could like screen it or whatever. Say, "Hey, so and so one's calling," and they can invite him to the hangout or something. That would be great. But yeah, that's we can do we that. can far far down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Oh my god. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pick from Instagram the Instagram questions because then we only got a couple Twitter questions that we probably already touched on, anyways. Uh oh my goodness. <laughs> um, find some good ones. Okay, expectations for Alex Nylander, Victor Olofsson, and Casey Middlestats. Uh for next season. Nylander, uh, forty points. Um. Don't- yeah, for Nylander, let's hope that he can contribute and mm-hmm. stick up here all season long and hopefully get like 40, 50 points. And now that I might want... sound like crazy talk to some people, but that would be that if that happens, people forget about Mikhail Sergachev probably. Right. Hopefully. I want the same for Victor Olsen. I Olsen, don't think you're hoping for 25, 30 goals. That would be pie in the sky. What Olsen showed... In just what five games last year? That's no coincidence. I I don't think you you yeah that wasn't like that. It's not a coincidence. Um, in such a small sample size, there were guys up here the whole year who couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who's the last one? Middlestat. Middlestat. I think I don't know if I did. I say this my expectation for Middlestat last time we recorded, but I think he's going to score 30, 25 or thirty. I think he's going to break out next season. People seem to forget about him and don't really put him in the conversation. Cause I mean, the people that are like, we need a center, we need to draft a center. It's like, you're just completely disregarding Casey Middlestat. You're forgetting about him. Don't forget about Casey Middlestat. This guy is a really talented player. I remember I went to the Ottawa game at the end of the year, fan appreciation night. He was all over the ice. He was really showing his speed, his skill, his hands. I think Middlestat, you put him in the right situation. I think that he is going to succeed. He didn't really have the wingers. You give Casey Middlestat some wingers, or maybe you put him on a line with Eichel, put him on the wing. He's going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Just watch. I think Middlestat's going to, the next couple of years, he's going to really blossom into a player. He's going to really be good. What What are your expectations for Casey Middlestat? Uh, what do you think? Uh, a little more moderate. Let's say 50 points. 50 points. Yeah, again, fine. He can, heck, he can score. 25 goals and still end up with 50 points. Don't you dare go getting my hopes up for next season. I'm, I've just about reached hopeless. I don't need to get my hopes up. I, I'm pretty hopeless too, but I I have a little bit of hope. Again, this team has Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin on the team. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, We touched on most of these. Oh my We've goodness. been going like two and a half hours, it feels like. <laughs> Are you serious? It's been two no, no. It's probably like an hour and 40 minutes. All right, all right. Uh, thoughts on having a guy like Brendan Lemieux on the team, a player like Brendan Lemieux. I like it. I still had him. I like I like Brendan Lemieux. I was with the Rangers now. Mm-hmm. Part of the Kevin Hayes. Trade, Man, imagine but... if we had the chance to have Brendan Lemieux. Gosh, jolly. Jeez. Thanks, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what do you think about Lindy Ruff coming home? No. What if Lindy Ruff's name was Bob Jones and had no tie to Buffalo? <laughs> Would he be a candidate? A point. No. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Is it time to panic about Jeff Skinner? No. 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 The season, July 1st is a long ways away. There's mm-hmm. no rush. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want it to get done. I just noticed I've been saying obviously a lot today, but no, it's <laughs> uh, you want to get it done, but it's there's there's no rush. Mm-hmm. If it, as long as it happens, if they can announce it 20 minutes before July 1st, mm-hmm. and it's done. Right, it's done. You got them signed. So mm-hmm. no rush. Get them done. I'm not panicking. I still think they're gonna get a deal done. If they don't, they traded peanuts for Jeff Skinner. They can go find another goal scorer. Mm-hmm. I want him to stay, clearly, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be very sad if they don't sign Jeff Skinner. But mm-hmm. they can find replacement. Mike Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. Thoughts on season eight of Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I watched the first two seasons. Um, and just I didn't. I loved it. I loved the show, but I just stopped because um, I don't have HBO Go, and I was tired of finding streams that buffered a lot. So on sketchy sites, so I stopped. I'm a Sopranos guy. I love the Sopranos. Hmm. Grace uh, fight me. Uh, okay, I think, yeah, that's all the questions that we're going to get to today. Mm-hmm. We touched on basically everything and lots of repeats, so I think that's it. Um, uh, okay, close it out. Yeah, I all week for um for this take. Okay, I just want to say before we end, um, Don Cherry does not get enough credit for being like an extraordinary hockey mind. He's still very smart. Like he, his life is the game. Like he knows what he's talking about, and this is about the whole bunch of thing. Like, yeah, but he's like, he gets it. <laughs> oh, hold on. So mm-hmm. you saw the PK Subban impression of Don Cherry. What's that? Please, you saw the PK Subban impression of Don Cherry, yeah. right? Okay, please do your Don Cherry. <sighs> oh. to close it out. Oh, okay, okay. Please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is oh. the best of Don Shut Cherry up for there. a minute. I'm trying to talk here. All right. I don't need some some 19-year-old ginger freak trying to patronize me. I know how smart I am about the game of hockey, Ron. All right, Joe, whatever your name is, all right. I know how smart I am. I know that my takes are the best. I know that I'm the fourth greatest Canadian to have ever lived in this country since Lord Stanley himself. All right. Go Bruins. There it is. How's that? There it is. Perfect. I found Elk Ovechkin. I was ice fishing in Alaska. With a, what was it? Uh, (laughs) And I asked him, but can you stick handle? Remember that? Yes. But can you stick handle? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's that's gonna be that for that's gonna be it for this episode of the charging buffalo podcast maybe we'll be back next week we were thinking about maybe switching to every other week because there's just such a lack of 
Sabres news recently. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want, if you guys would have a problem with every other week, let us know. We can maybe do like an interview podcast every other week to just mm-hmm. try and fill the gap, but we'll see you just definitely let us know again. Let us know what, who you would like to see on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Get anyone we want from the Charging Buffalo team. If you want, like Jared on Austin, Steve. Well, Steve's going to be on the podcast full time starting uh, in the fall. Mm-hmm. He'll be on full time. Uh, we can get anyone. Bill, we're going to have Bill on again. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't come on today. But yeah, we're going to try and get on some guests over the course of the offseason for sure. Uh, follow the Charging. Buffalo on Twitter, Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL, L V K E T C B. And is there anything else you got to say? If you made it this far into the show, thank you very much because this was fun. Yes, likewise. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode, and we will see you in the next one.